counting down to Christmas. We're spending all of our pain. We're getting so excited. We need a Hello and welcome to A Christmas Binge, your new favourite Christmas listening tradition. The mince pies have been in the supermarket since October. Maybe you've been online Christmas shopping since May, but it's officially December, so we are getting into full festive swing. Deck the halls and jingle your bells, because we are officially back for season two. My name is Brittany Stewart. I'm a Melbourne-based journalist, host of another podcast called Beauty Island, and if you hadn't guessed already, an absolute Christmas obsessive. As in, every year for my birthday, I have a Christmas in July in August celebration, just so I can maximise the Christmas spirit and have an excuse to watch the holiday and love actually several times a year. Last year, as a podcast fanatic, I desperately wanted to find something festive to add to my podcast rotation to get me in the Christmas mood. I couldn't find anything, so I made the decision to make it myself. Christmas goodwill or purely selfish, you decide. But thankfully, I wasn't the only one and it got such a brilliant reception from all of you. So here we are back again for season two. So here's how it works. A Christmas binge is all about celebrating the spirit of the season by chatting to interesting people to find out how they celebrate. Each episode, I'll sit down with a guest and ask them about their Christmas binges, the show or film or or music they watch or listen to religiously to get them in the festive mood, what they eat, what goes on the dinner table come Christmas Day, and of course, their unique family Christmas traditions and memories. It's light-hearted, festive fun to get us in the holiday spirit because, goodness knows, after the year it has been, we all need and deserve it. To kick us off... I am delighted to be joined by the lovely Stephanie Miller, co-founder of health and fitness app Keep It Cleaner and sunglasses brand Soda Shades. Steph, or Steph Claire Smith as you may know her, is a model and entrepreneur who has built a supportive and inspiring community and following of over 1.5 million people who've watched her journey over the years. It has been a big year for Steph, Keep It Cleaner or Kick, which she founded and runs with Laura Henshaw, who is a former guest on my other podcast, Beauty Island. Highly recommend listening to that episode. Kick was relaunched and she announced that her and her husband, Josh, are expecting their first child early next year. We talked about enjoying rather than stressing about food at Christmas, her inappropriate Love Actually cinema story that anyone in their mid-twenties probably shares, the gorgeous festive tradition she's carried on from her nana and the clever conversation about Santa her mum gave her that she plans to do with her children too. A reminder about this episode and the whole season, I am so privileged to have had family and Christmas experiences that make it a time of year that I absolutely love and I know for many people, for many different reasons, Christmas can be a really difficult period and even more so in 2020, when it really has been a year like no other. And I know that for lots of people, Christmas 2020 will look a lot different in different places, in different circumstances. 
perhaps even away or missing the people that you love. So I just wanted to flag this podcast largely deals with the positive and often indulgent side of Christmas. And we are very lucky to have the privilege and freedom to talk about things like that, like the food we're eating and the way we're celebrating and gifts and family. Obviously, I'm based in Australia and I know that the circumstances around freedoms and restrictions of what we're facing here in Australia are very and vastly different to so many other countries around the world. So if it's, you know, a topic, whether it's Christmas or whether it's talking about family and things like that, that you find hard, this might not be the podcast for you right now or today. But if that is you, please know that you're not alone and we will be exploring some of those things again throughout the season. Like last year, I'll also be sharing some ways you can give back this Christmas. So listen out in each episode for that. And of course, I'll share all the links and info and more in the show notes and on Instagram at a Christmas binge. If you have a submission for great initiatives or donations or places to volunteer, please send them my way, beautyislandpodcast at gmail.com or slide into my DMs at a Christmas binge on Instagram. If you also have a, a comment or something you want to talk about that we talk about on this, on any of these episodes, or you'd like to share your story about how or why Christmas will be different for you this year or a reflection on Christmas in general, please also send them my way. Email me at the same address and the link will be in the show notes. Gosh, it's a mouthful, isn't it? But a reminder that if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. Now, over to Steph. Enjoy. It's Christmas! Steph, welcome to A Christmas Binge. I'm very excited to chat all things festive with you today. I am that excited. I think um, when you asked me if I could come on, I was like, at any time talking about Christmas, I would love to. <laughs> it's like anything Christmassy makes me so happy. So I'm happy to be here. On a scale from kind of meh to a bit more fanatic or excited about Christmas, where do you sit on the scale? Definitely like 10 out of 10 excited. It's my favorite time of year. I like to get the decorations out. I grew up in a family home where mum absolutely decked the house out in decorations. Dad would always put up the lights out the front of the house and then mum would just go nuts on little decorations everywhere, little ornaments. And so I think growing up with that, it's kept me really excited for this time of year. And I've already got like in the background here, I've already got presents and stuff wrapped. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so organized. gets too excited. <laughs> I, I was going to ask, is the tree up? We're obviously speaking a bit before Christmas, actually in kind of mid to late November. Is the tree up? I mean, you've already wrapped your presents. That's incredible. <laughs> I haven't even bought half of mine yet. <laughs> no, our tree, we, we, um, we've been getting uh, real ones lately. We do a delivery service and it's coming on the 1st of December. So um, I can't wait to pop it up. <laughs> Very nice. So I thought a good kind of uh, way for us to warm up to Christmas, not that we need warming up, we're already very excited, but <laughs> a kind of quick fire round of this or that or yes or no to kind of gauge your opinion and your taste on a few different Christmas things. Mm -hmm. So first up, seafood or roast? Roast. No hesitation there whatsoever. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, my, family's, um, my family's from England, so roasts, I, I grew up with roasts. Um, every Sunday and everything. So yeah, definitely roast person over seafood. Mince pies or Christmas pudding? Oh, probably mince pies. And what are you having with your mince pies? Like cream, um, custard, ice cream, nothing? Just a little bit of custard or ice cream, whatever's there. We'll talk about this a bit more in, in detail later, but 
with your family? Are you a big Christmas lunch or a big Christmas dinner? It's kind of like a really late lunch slash early dinner setup. Um, my family usually gets together early afternoon and then we all start to cook stuff together. And yeah, it's like a, it's definitely still daylight and everything when the big dinner's on, but it always goes late into the night. So I'm very keen for it this year. <laughs> Brussels sprouts, yes or no? Yeah, but not steamed. Like they have to be roasted. <laughs> okay. Big presents or Kris Kringle for like the family gatherings? I think ever since our family's grown up and we're all adults now and everything, it's Kris Kringle is, is a lot easier and it's kind of fun and I, I enjoy that. And that's what we've been doing the last probably four years or so on both sides of the family. Um, but I also absolutely love giving presents. So outside of Kris Kringle, I always buy presents anyway. I'm kind of that annoying person that they're like, oh, we said we weren't doing presents. <laughs> Tinsel, yes or no? Yeah, yeah, I like tinsel. <laughs> I feel like it's become a bit more of a controversial decoration totally. in the last few years. It's I like the coriander. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know for environmental reasons it's probably con- con- controversial, but I I mean, if I'm anything like what my mum was like, we used the same tinsel on the tree, you know, from when I can remember till I was about 18 and, and um so I think, you know, if you reuse it every year, it's a yes from me. <laughs> and finally, Michael or Mariah on the Oh tunes. Michael. Michael Bublé, Christmas tunes all the way. Yeah. Solid. I love it. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You mentioned a bit earlier, obviously, about your mum loving the Christmas decorations and the lights and things like that. When you think back, what is your earliest kind of memory around Christmas? Is it kind of that atmosphere, that feeling? Yeah, we used to have this felt uh, advent calendar that I remember each year mum would put either like a little chocolate or a mini um, candy cane or even like a $2 coin or something in each day. And my brother and I would kind of go and visit it before walking to school. And um so she she did that for a long time and I, I love advent calendars even still to this day. I mean, I don't live with mum anymore, so I generally just go get the Cadbury one from the store. <laughs> but I, I think just little things like that. I remember I remember for a while, almost every Christmas, she bought a new Santa ornament. So like we just have that many Santa ornaments for a long time because each year there was a new one. Or a new like Christmas bauble just to add to the collection. But I think um, something that, is really nice is some of the decorations on the trees that she still puts up to this day are ones that my brother and I made when we were in like primary school um so every time we get together and put the Christmas tree up together I always get like warm and fuzzy feelings when I get to put that bauble up (laughs) when it comes to decorations I fully appreciate you know these beautifully styled and color coordinated trees that you see but there is something so special like you said about how those ornaments carry kind of meaning and memories when they are you know the paper angel that you made in prep or year one or whatever it is I completely agree. I think, you know, I mean, there's some beautiful ideas on Pinterest of Christmas trees and decorations, but I'm all for the real like old school, authentic rainbow Christmas tree with random ornaments and and all that sort of stuff. I think um, for me anyway, that's that's what Christmas feels like. I feel like it's been obviously a, a bit different this year. The conversation seems around Christmas seems to have started a bit earlier, I think, compared to mm. other years. But typically, or even this year, when does your mind switch your focus on Christmas? Is it kind of November or, or do you compartmentalize it a bit and save it until December? 
Yeah, probably the very start of November, I start getting really excited about Christmas. Each year, although, to be honest, the last couple of years I have been on the lazier side, but every year I'm kind of known in my family and with my friends for making handmade Christmas cards. So I used to be really hands-on with that when I was just full-time modeling and that's kind of all I was doing and I had a lot more time on my hands. I would even start some years in October, start making them because I'd make 30-odd cards and um put a bit of love into them. Um, so that would take me some time. So I'd always get started with that pretty early. But yeah, I just, I think coming into summer and into the new year and into a bit of a holiday break, it's like not just Christmas day. That's amazing. It's just, I don't know, you start to get happier and more excited. And I think this year more than ever, because we've been so restricted all year and haven't seen our, you know, family. A lot of us haven't seen our family like all year. I think that's why it's being spoken about so much and everyone's just so excited to get together for that that special day. I think the real barometer is when the supermarkets or the shopping centres start playing Christmas music. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't, I think it must have been like maybe October this year. Maybe we need like an official Twitter account that kind of charts the first sighting of mince pies or something. Maybe I know, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the first binge or, or thing that you love around Christmas which is what you watch or listen to so music wise obviously you mentioned your affinity for Monsieur Buble is there a pat- particular um, Christmas song that you love or, or album that's kind of your your go-to when it comes to Christmas music well his yeah Buble's album is definitely my go-to if I just want to chuck an album on um but for me, it's not just about the Christmas carols. Like um, I think music reminds me of my family in ways like if I'm listening to Dean Martin or um, like people from the Rat Pack and everything like that, old jazz and um, tunes like that just remind me of those kind of family get-togethers. So I kind of, I mean, I play them all year round, but I do play them around Christmas time as well just because it gets me that same feeling that Christmas carols does. But, yeah, I do love Buble. I don't not like Mariah. I do love Mariah's <laughs> as well, but I just prefer Buble's. And even a bit of Justin Bieber. I think my favourite tune's probably Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer only because I think it was the first song I learned <laughs> how to sing. But I just I just love them. I never get sick of them. I've got a few friends who are like, oh, my God, the supermarkets have already started playing Christmas carols and I'm like I'm deliberately putting them on in my car like what do you mean that's great (laughs) it's interesting with kind of modern Christmas music isn't it because obviously those classics are classics for a reason eternal but I think it's it would be really hard as a musician now to create a song that kind of gets put on the same level or shelf as those so it was interesting obviously you mentioned Justin Bieber I actually think like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande's Christmas albums doing a fairly good job but it's interesting I wonder if we ever will see newer Christmas songs make it like earn the place that those classics have in our hearts Mm -hmm. when it comes to movies or tv shows or kind of festive watches what's the first thing you're putting on when you're in the Christmas zone I watch love actually every single year and I know that's a bit of a controversial one I think last year it got a bit of heat because I think when you actually re-watch it and and you look at it um from a devil, devil's advocate it, it there is a lot wrong with the <laughs> movie but I just I can't help but love it. I just, I, I enjoy watching it so much. I remember, I think, I think why I love it so much. The first time I watched it, we went to the cinema and I was a little bit too young to watch it. And I remember my mom, I went with my auntie. No, my auntie told my mom about it and said, it's such a good movie. Like you should go. And so she brought me and we went with another family friend and her daughter who was around the same age as me. 
And I think the sex scene, like where they're filming, yeah, the kind of like soft porn sex scene that started to happen. And mum was like, oh my God, oh my God. And it was so awkward. It was like the first moment I'd watched something like that with mum and we were in the cinema and I was like, this is awkward. Um, So I think every time I watch it, I think back to that moment. I think that's so funny. But yeah, that's something I watch every year without fail. And also The Grinch. So something that I've I mean, I've always loved The Grinch. Like I've probably watched it most years even before being with Josh, but his family, it's their tradition every year to get together, especially with his younger cousins, and watch The Grinch probably in the week before Christmas. So I look forward to that every year. It's such a classic. The Grinch is one particularly that I think I love it even more every time that I watch it. You pick up on those kind of iconic lines and jokes. Absolutely. I think when you rewatch a show as an adult that was, you know, made for kids, you pick up on all of the subtle adult kind of lines and jokes that, you know, can pass through a kid's brain and not be too inappropriate. But as an adult, you're like, this is actually super entertaining. So I agree. I think every year I find it funnier. We're a similar age. I have the exact same Love Actually experience story of going to the cinema with my mum being slightly too young and that scene everyone will know that scene just being very very uncomfortable (laughs) with the Grinch particularly I feel like in the last few years there's been a few new adaptations of Mm. it are you still Mm. watching the classic it's um it's Jim Carrey isn't it the yeah Yeah, because I haven't watched any of the newer ones we watched so last year we watched the old one and then we followed it up or actually maybe we watched the new one first and then we ended up watching the old one straight afterwards um it was good, but just not the classic. I think J- Jim Carrey's just amazing. He's he's just amazing, and all the actors in it are incredible. So yeah, I'm I'm I kind of always just go back to the classics. I do enjoy like whenever Disney or anything like that, you know, remakes a movie. I do love watching it, and I still enjoy it. But I think I'm always going to be a big fan of the classics and the originals of things. And is there any almost universally beloved song or film that you don't quite? love as much as other people seem to that you think is a bit overrated or across the board you're pretty content (laughs) across the board pretty content or actually the polar express so that's you know not super old not super classic where maybe that came out five years ago I don't know more recently than some of the classics and everyone really really loved that movie I've never been able to finish it and I don't know why because I do usually love like anything Christmas but every time I start to watch it I just I don't know decide to switch it off so um I haven't sat through the whole thing though so I can't judge it too hard because there's a few things that I've judged too early and then I've watched the whole thing and actually thoroughly enjoyed so it's probably a very beautiful story but yeah the Polar Express has never caught me to watch the whole thing (laughs) jury's out at the moment Actually, to be fair, I don't think I've ever watched, I've probably seen the whole film over a few years in bits, but like you said, never in one solid go. Brittany here, just popping in your ears for a little break from my chat with Steph for one of my favourite segments on the podcast, which is sharing ways that you can give back and help others this Christmas. Today, I wanted to draw your attention to Buy From The Bush. Time has been a strange thing in 2020, so if you don't live in an area affected by bushfires, it's hard to believe that around this time last year, many parts of the country were suffering from severe droughts and then some of the most frightening and tragic bushfires we've seen in recent years. Um, scenes and stories that made news around the world. And then if, this com- if these communities and small businesses hadn't had it hard enough, COVID happened. 
What started as a hashtag and campaign has now turned into a fully-fledged online platform and marketplace to support talented regional and rural small businesses. You can shop gorgeous homewares, accessories, fashion food, art, cards, wrapping paper, all sorts of things from hundreds of different sellers from the Aussie bush. It is a great way to support farmers and communities and regional Australians and also get your friends and family brilliant and beautiful Christmas presents they definitely won't want to return. As the page puts it, when you buy from the bush, you help keep the bills paid, the lights on, water in the tank, food on the table and you change lives. If you're not sure where to start, the Instagram account at Buy From The Bush is very helpful in kind of showcasing and highlighting what's on offer. They also now have a sister page that's at Stay In The Bush for rural accommodation options if you fancy. And let's be honest, you definitely deserve um, a break or a weekend away from home. And that in itself would certainly make a great gift. So that's Buy From The Bush and Stay In The Bush. You can find all the links to those pages and website websites in the show notes. And, you know, just a disclaimer, these are not sponsored in any way. These segments are just about sharing fantastic initiatives and ways that you can give back and help others this Christmas. I think for many people, one of the best parts about kind of any holiday season or coming together of family, apart from seeing family, is obviously the food and the spread that comes along with it. So you mentioned, obviously, your family's background being English. Come kind of Christmas Day, what spread would we find on the table? So mum's Christmas ham is like my favourite my favorite Christmas dish ever is the way she glazes it and I don't know what she does with it but it's so good and I look forward to it every year and then we have it for leftovers for so long because it's so big there's always usually like a bit of pork crackling and roast lamb we probably do you know prawns on the barbecue and stuff but yeah my family's a lot more like roast veggies and those kind of roast meats uh, and, and then some just some beautiful salads but it's always such a big beautiful feast I I I just love it so much (laughs) I love my family's Christmas it's like pretty much the same every year and I think that's what I like about it so much (laughs) and I think particularly you are the co-founder of keep it cleaner Mm -hmm. I think for a fair few people Christmas and all the food can be a kind of difficult time Mm -hmm. or you know there's so much pressure to be kind of making healthy decisions or or whatever when really this kind of time should just be about enjoyment. And obviously one of the greatest things about Keep It Cleaner is it really is this celebration of kind of balance and doing what makes you feel good. Did you have any thoughts or advice on kind of the way to approach Christmas if you are feeling those pressures? Yeah, for sure. It actually, as you were saying that, it reminded me of a time. So I've gone through my own, you know, issues and journey through just having a terrible relationship with food and my own body image. And I remember when I was going through that stage and I was still living at home, uh, well, it kind of just started when I was still living at home and then it really hit me when I moved overseas. So then when I still went home after that, it was kind of really hanging about. And I remember, you know, I kind of had to almost start cooking at home because I, you know, was trying to teach mum like, oh, no, this is what we should be doing or this is what, you know, this is healthy. And it's not that my family ate unhealthy. They just ate like normal family, you know, just, just, they just, I don't know, it was just normal food. But like for me, I was going through the stage where there was like minimal oils and like minimal salt and like just really strict on everything and, you know, no, hardly any carbs and all this sort of stuff. So I remember looking back, I actually feel really sad about this, but every year my mum 
does a Christmas stocking that my brother and I wake up to. Even as adults, she somehow gets it to our partners and then they give it to us in the morning. It's really cute. And every year since I can remember, and I was always the first to wake up in my family, my brother's older than I am, I would always wake up super early on Christmas Day. And the first thing I would do is go to that stocking and get out the the sack of gold coins, chocolate coins, and start eating them at like 6.30 in the morning because it was Christmas Day and there was chocolate coins in my bag. So... I, and I loved that. And that was something that I did, you know, my entire life. But I remember when I was going through that stage, you know, my mum was picking up on things that I wasn't eating anymore. And I remember for a couple of years there, she was putting like 85 or 90% dark chocolate lint block in the stocking. And I mean, I still eat dark chocolate. Like there's obviously nothing wrong with eating healthy chocolate. But I think looking back, I'm kind of a little bit sad because I was like, you know, you can just enjoy those gold coins. Like you don't have to feel bad. It's not like you wake up every morning and eat them at 6am. It's Christmas. It's a bit different. Um, And so I think like over time, she's gotten used to me having a lot more balance with food and kind of still treats me in that way. And it's, it's nice that I've got that back because I do remember her feeling so cautious around me with the kind of foods that she would prep. And I do feel bad for that period. And yeah, I think for anyone that feels that guilt around food, particularly around Christmas when there's so much, so much indulgent food that you just, you want to really enjoy. My message is just to, to enjoy it. I mean, like, you know, everything in moderation and it's hard because I was someone who, you know, fell into binge eating. So like I, I would thoroughly enjoy food. I too much to a point that I would feel really sick. And so like, obviously, you know, enjoy it in moderation, but please don't feel guilty or bad, particularly around those times, because if you're worried too much or you're thinking way too much about, you know, the food that you're eating on that day, you'll miss out on the beauty of Christmas and your focus will just be in the wrong areas, I think. And I mean, there's ways of still balancing it out. Always have beautiful salads on the table and beautiful sides. And there's really nothing wrong with having roast ham or roast pork. I mean, obviously, unless you're vegetarian. (laughs) And yeah, so just try and remove that guilt and just enjoy yourself. It's it's one day of the year where we all really indulge and there's really nothing wrong wrong with that. So that's just kind of, yeah, every year I really relax and, and I try and show that over social media. And I think that helps a lot of people as well because they do look up to me as someone with a lot of healthy balance. And so if they see me kind of enjoying myself and not feeling bad about it or anything like that, then they feel like they can too. And I hope I hope that kind of feeling continues, yeah. And I think on the flip side, there's also that thing of like, you know, collectively there's no need to make comments on like how much somebody, like that someone's yeah. going for another serving or like yeah. just things like that that really don't mean anything. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, I always go for seconds on Christmas Day. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I was going to ask who kind of the cook or the whiz behind the Christmas food is. Is your mum still kind of the master of the Christmas food? Because I know last year you hosted Christmas for the first time, didn't you? Yeah. So, I mean, someone in the family hosts it each year. Last year was the first year that both our families got together, which was um, interesting. It was amazing. and It was so much fun. But this year we're separating it again, not for any other reason, but just that's just what we're doing this year. But so that was really cool because whilst we hosted it, everyone kind of brought a dish. So I think I made like two roast chickens and a couple of salads and a dessert. And then everyone else kind of brought like a salad or mum brought her ham. And yeah, so we all kind of just combined and brought it all together. And, you know, if anything needed to be finished off, they just did it in our kitchen. Um, So that's kind of how most Christmases work these days now that 
again, we're all adults in my family. We all just kind of bring something along. But mum, yeah, she's known for her ham. My auntie makes amazing salads and sides and my uncle makes a really good pork crackling. It's really nice. So that's kind of, we kind of know what everyone's going to be doing or bringing on the day. And then the other thing that I, this is not food, but a a little tradition that I've kind of picked up since my nana passed away, which was, oh, I want to say seven or so years ago. She was, um, she was a big spirit at Christmas and like every year would do pass the parcel for the family. And it was always like filled with the most random, but it was always so much fun and we loved it. But, you know, looking back, it was filled with the most random things like, like a phone book from, you know, office works or like just some fancy pen or like yeah just really random little bits and bobs but it was always so much fun and we did it every single year so the year she passed away I kind of took over that and now I I I do that every year I bring a pasta parcel and I love that little things like that we really like to keep up those kind of traditions in my family I love that and particularly approaching this year obviously you announced that you are pregnant so (laughs) congratulations again obviously there's kind of a few things that might be a bit different for you this Christmas that pregnant women are kind of advised not to do or yeah. they might be staying away from. <laughs> Is there anything kind of in that vein that you'll miss or are you anticipating Christmas might be a little bit different this year? Definitely going to miss the wine on Christmas Day. I, I love red wine and I do love having red wine on Christmas. And as I said, most of our Christmas days go late into the night. So um, it's always a real fun time at night. I mean, I'll still have just as much fun. I just might be asleep before <laughs> before <laughs> it because I'm getting pretty tired quite easily these days. But no, it's really, really exciting. I think what we're the first in the family, first grandchild in the family. So it's really exciting for both sides of the family. And I think um, what's kind of exciting for, for me is like I think to next year's Christmas and there'll be a baby there it's just crazy to think about that so yeah we'll see how I go this Christmas I'll still have the best time ever and I'm sure because I'll be in that I don't know second middle of the second trimester and I'll just I just I'm feeling so much love right now I'm just picking up on you know love and happiness and everything so much because I'm so happy so I'm sure I'll have like one of the best Christmases ever with a big bump <laughs> And it's obviously, you know, still next Christmas, but are you thinking about new traditions that you will be doing when you, like when the, when the baby's around, like for you, you think about all those brilliant memories you had as a child to kind of set that up for the next, well, it is the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely like, I am going to get his help with Christmas cards from, you know, the moment he can. I... Yeah, I just think that all the traditions that I love and that I've grown up with, I'll want to continue with him and and our little family and, you know, figure out our own new traditions as well. I don't know what they will be, but that's kind of really exciting as well as a family. But yeah, definitely making Christmas cards together. Do I mean, he's obviously going to be a baby. He won't be much help next year, but do the Christmas tree together. Um, And then I'll probably do exactly what mum did and do an advent calendar each year, a little special handmade one. And yeah, I don't know. Just I'm really excited about that. Having our own little family traditions of our own is is really exciting. And as you mentioned, obviously, as you get older and people get partners and families of their own, it becomes a bit more complex trying to feel like, where are we going for lunch or what's (laughs) happening? Obviously, it might um, be a bit different this year given restrictions Mm. and things like that. But typically, how do you navigate? Do you take turns Mm. with which side of the, because you're not, not just which side of the family, it's also like Josh, your husband's family as well. Like there's a lot of moving kind of parts to organize. How do you navigate that? 
A hundred percent. And it's, it's like this conversation I have with so many of my friends this time of year who are in similar circumstances as us that they not just have their families to worry about, but Josh's parents are separated as well. So it's like another, you know, it's kind of like three families we've got to catch up with. And, you know, I've got friends, even Laura, you know, they, they both come from separated families. So they've got four families that they've got to try and fit in around that Christmas time. And it, it's just, it's funny as you get old, you're kind of like trying to find the balance there. And we don't necessarily take it in turns, but uh, yeah, we kind of always do that Grinch night with Josh's mum's side of the family and that's always really fun the week before Christmas we also always see her Christmas day at some point um this year we'll be having like a Christmas lunch with her and that side of the family and that'll be really nice and then his dad you know we'll either see them for breakfast or we always go up the farm up the up the Murray River Boxing Day it's pretty much nearly every single year our whole entire family goes up so we'll do something more special or like do presents and stuff like that either Christmas morning or we'll do something Boxing Day with him and then generally more often than not yeah Christmas night is with my family and I think that my family doesn't you know outside of COVID even in like um, our normal years that we've had we don't catch up like a whole lot we probably catch up maybe like all together probably only three or four times a year, do we all see each other? Like, of course, there's times where I just see my auntie or, you know, mum sees my auntie and uncle. And, um, but all of us together, it's very special for us to be together. Um, so that's, I think that's why it always like goes really late into the night and it's always such a, you know, big, beautiful time. Whereas we're really fortunate and lucky. We get to see Josh's side of the family quite a bit, particularly his mum's side. They've got younger cousins and we just love catching up with them and that's kind of a more regular thing and it's always so much fun so I and I do love having Christmas day with with younger kids around I mean I'm saying kids but they're growing up so much they're all teenagers now (laughs) but um yeah I think we just we just make it work we just split it up and we make it work and the only reason we hosted it last year was because we kind of moved into our family home and we just got married and we just kind of thought you know we've We've got married and we've combined the families. Let's combine Christmas and try and have it all together. And yeah, it was it was really beautiful and it was so much fun. But I think that's where you pick up on a lot of the different traditions and, and habits and stuff when you combine two different Christmases. It was like, whoa, this is a lot. <laughs> were there any were there any in particular that you were try you were conscious that you kind of had to kind of tick off for both sides? Yeah. I remember um, we were doing Pass the Parcel and I I was so heartbroken, but we're doing Pass the Parcel and I miscounted somehow. I don't know how I did. And it came down to the last couple of rounds and I noticed that my dad and, you know, another guest hadn't won anything yet. So, but there was only like one thing left. It was like the winning prize. And I was like, oh God, this is so awkward because, you know, my dad is so happy that I kind of continued that tradition from his mom. And, and so obviously I was like kind of planning on him winning. And then I was like, oh, but I can't, you know, this guest, we're not going to leave him out. Like, this is horrible. So I think that like little things like that, I was like, oh, sorry, dad. And then like, I think we sat down for dinner and Josh's family, um, as soon as you sit down, cross arms and link with the person next to them and do the poppers. And that's just what they do every time they sit down for Christmas dinner. That's that's their little tradition. Whereas my family, again, we're a bit older, um, sit down, just turn to the person next to them as soon as they sit down. Like there's no like timer or anything and just pop it whenever they want. And so I remember we sat down and my uncle just turned to his girlfriend and popped the popper. And um, Josh's, one of his youngest cousins was like, oh, no, no, like we have to link arms. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry, Erin. Like, you know, 
not everyone does the same things. It was, <laughs> but obviously, like nothing dramatic. Like neither of those things, you know, ended in tears or anything like that. It was, it was so fine and it was so beautiful and so fun. But just little things like that that you do notice. It's just what happens on Christmas with traditions. I'm imagining just like the look of horror or the collective gasp on for like the younger cousin's face at things not going. When you're young, the only way of doing Christmas or holiday season is what you know. So 100%. it's literally like he's looking at someone saying, this is wrong. This is not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh. Hi. Who is it? It's carol singers. Let's talk a little bit about presents with Christmas what is is there anything in particular kind of on top of your Christmas list this year or do you have any good present recommendations or tips or maybe even something that you'll be giving without spoiling the surprise so that the Mm. person you're giving to obviously (laughs) will still be surprised come Christmas I personally love giving like hampers and they don't always have to be set as a hamper but I love getting people like lots of little things <laughs> that I think they'll enjoy. And whether I actually set it up as a hamper or whether I just wrap up multiple presents for them, um, that's kind of how I love giving. And I'm one of those people that, you know, throughout the year, if I see things, I'll put it aside. to like, that person will love that. I'll give it to them at Christmas and I'll pop it aside. Um, so that's kind of how it all builds up. Uh, this year for me, because every year my whole entire family are like, what the hell are we going to get you, Steph? Like, come on, this is impossible. You know, any you, you get so much. You're so fortunate to be given so much. But then also, if you want anything, you just go buy it. Like, you're an, you're an adult now. and like, what, what do we get you? So this year there is a few little things I've, I've dropped as hints to a few people. A lot of them are baby focused. (laughs) I feel like now, and I'm very excited about this, this is not a negative thing, but I feel like now my, my presence will be baby presents for for a while. We're sharing. (laughs) Exactly. And that's so fine with me. But the one thing that I I do kind of um, wish myself this year is um, a push bike. I would really love like one of those old vintage push bikes with basket on the front and back. I often walk to um, the supermarket if I only need to grab a few things. If I need to do a big shop, obviously I'll drive. But yeah, if I just need like a few bits and bobs or just dinner for like one or two nights, I often walk and then I'll like carry the bags back. And the other day I was doing it and I was like, this would be really pleasant on a bike. <laughs> you know, everything's flat where I live. Like there's no hills or anything. It'd be really nice just to be able to put some stuff in a basket and ride to and from. So I think that's that's kind of on my Christmas wish this year. I've told Josh we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, other than that, I know how impossible I am to buy for. So little things like... Oh, a massage voucher goes a long way with me. That's like one of my favorite things to do for self-care. So that's kind of always my go-to if people are like, what do we get you? It's like massage voucher or gold class cinema tickets. <laughs> that's like the two things that bring me quite a lot of joy. So yeah, whilst I'm difficult, I, I'm actually quite easy <laughs> to please. Great tips there. We've talked a fair bit, I suppose, about the kind of hectic side of Christmas and family catch-ups and end-of-year catch-ups. You mentioned, obviously, the bike. I know you live near the beach. Is there kind of, how do you find amongst all the chaos and kind of hecticness of Christmas, how do you mark or take time for moments of calm amongst that kind of busy period? Totally. Last year, we actually, Christmas morning, we went down to the beach and called Laura and Dalt and we just went for a swim together Christmas morning before everything started before we both had to go home and like start setting up for our families because they hosted as well last year and 
that was really nice. It was really nice to start off Christmas Day kind of so calmly. And the other thing that I've been doing since I can remember is either going for a run or a walk every Christmas morning just by myself. And so I remember last year we finished off at the beach and I was like, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to walk home and it's, it's, if I went directly home, it's not too far. It's not too far of a walk. It's still a pretty decent walk, but it's not too far. But I decided, no, I'm going to go and get the sourdough for today. I'm, you know, going to take my time. I'm going to go a long, you know, beautiful route home. Um, and I ended up walking like, I think eight or nine Ks or something Christmas morning, but I kind of like was enjoying it so much that as I started to get closer to home, I was like, oh my God, look at the time. Like I'm going to get home, put the chickens in the oven and <laughs> started breaking out. So I think I'll organize myself a little bit better this Christmas morning, <laughs> but definitely a dip in the ocean if the weather you know, allows for it was a really nice way to start Christmas. And maybe that's going to be something because I haven't always lived Bayside. You know, I used to live in the burbs. So like it, it's, it's nice and maybe that's our new tradition as a family that we'll do every morning. And then, as I said earlier, like Boxing Day, we generally 99% of the time drive straight up to the Murray River and that's like sanctuary. That's like my heaven up there and that's where I can really wind down and just chill out and breathe and listen to cockatoos and go for a walk and see kangaroos and koalas and just it's my happy place. So that's kind of how I wind down after everything before New Year's festivities, which who knows what we'll be doing this year. (laughs) And I suppose my final, well, first I would like to ask you, I did ask if you had any unpopular Christmas opinion that you had on kind of anything Christmas related. It doesn't have to be necessarily like disliking something, but just maybe something that goes slightly against the grain of what other people think. Do you have a Christmas unpopular opinion? I mean, as I said earlier, I I wouldn't switch it off, Mariah Carey. I wouldn't switch it off. I'm not like, I don't hate it, but it's not my go-to. And I know for a lot of people, it's like their favorite, favorite Christmas album. That's not me. Um, <laughs> so that's probably un- un- unpopular for sure. But other than that, I don't, I think I'm pretty like open to everything on Christmas. I kind of love hearing other people's traditions and learning about what they like and everything like that. I think it's just a happy time for me where I'm just open and accepting of everything. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And I probably should fact check this before I say it, but I think there's something around Mariah Carey's, you know, All I Want for Christmas. It had actually never been number one until like last year. It finally got there after like 20 years. Really? It could be completely made up, but I think I remember hearing something. (laughs) So I will check that. But look it up. Interesting. It could be an interesting piece of Christmas Mm. trivia for everybody. Mm. (laughs) And my final question for you today Obviously, we've touched on how, I want to say unpredictable this year has been for many people. It's been far worse than unpredictable. Mm -hmm. But do you think kind of the year that we have had, you know, being apart from friends and family will kind of give you a slightly different appreciation or view this Christmas and holiday season if you can and when people are kind of together with family? I think so. I think so for sure. Like even you know, being able to go out for breakfast or lunch or dinners at the moment, that's still so exciting, even though I've really made the most of it and done it quite a lot since the restrictions eased. It's still just as exciting each time because we just feel like we haven't been able to do that all year. And I just think being able to be together this Christmas and just really enjoy being together and everything. And I, you know, I hope masks are not around for that and everything and it can just feel like a normal Christmas. I think that's going to be really special for a lot of people. And I know that Christmas isn't, you know, it's not 
it's not special for everyone. It's I've had a really positive uh, Christmas experience my whole entire life, but I know that's not the case for everyone. And, you know, I just hope that they find some joy in, in whatever they choose to do this Christmas. That's that that's their little thing. I'm, I think it's just that time of year where we can all just kind of be a little bit happier and really appreciate what's around us and everything. And one thing I will add actually before we finish up, because I remember earlier you were asking about traditions that we might bring onto the family. I do want to say when I was really young and kids at school started talking about how Santa was not real, (laughs) my mum, when she sat down and what she told me as her kind of excuse to it all, I remember to this day was so nice that like I'm 100% going to use it (laughs) when it comes up with my kid. But it was basically I remember asking her and saying like, but like, is Santa not real? Does Santa not drop off presents here? Like what's the go? And she basically said, you know, for you and Murray and we're really fortunate and, you know, daddy and I can buy you presents and we're able to do that. Um, Santa doesn't need to come here. He only goes to the children around the world who, yeah, aren't as fortunate and, you know, might not have parents or um, might not be in the same kind of financial, you know, and I just thought that was so beautiful because, like, as a kid, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, cool. Like, so he's still, he's still real. I still believed for years that I had this, like, hope that like, he was still real. It just, he didn't come to my house, but that's fine, like, because I had mum and dad. And that was, like, I just thought it was so beautiful. And, like, yeah, to this day, I think that's something that I will 100% say. I think it's it's a really beautiful thing to believe. <laughs> That's such a good way of putting it. I actually spoke to um, Annie Nolan last year on the podcast and she was saying she does a similar thing because it's like if we equate, you know, the whole thing that we say to children is if you are good, Santa will come and give you presents. Mm. And so if there are families who obviously don't have lots of money to spend on presents, like that's we don't want children to think they've been bad and that's the reason they're not getting presents. So I think that line or that explanation that your mum gave is such a great and beautiful way yeah. to do it. I think a lot of people might be stealing that from your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're welcome to. <laughs> Steph, it has been so much fun getting into the festive spirit and talking all things Christmas traditions. So thank you so much for your time and a very advanced Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family too. Oh, you too. Thank you so much for having me. We're getting so excited. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Christmas Binge. I hope you enjoyed it and are feeling a bit more in the festive spirit. And a very special thank you to Steph for sharing her Christmas memories, traditions and advice. All the links to where you can hear and see more of her are in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review if you are feeling particularly festive and generous. I have it on good authority that if you'd like to get on Santa's nice list, send to a friend or recommend to a work colleague. You can also share that you are listening by taking a screenshot on Instagram and tagging me at a Christmas binge so I can see. And a reminder that I also have a prettier podcast, an all-year-round podcast called Beauty Island, where I ask interesting people in beauty and beyond about the eight beauty products they take with to a desert island. Along the way, we learn more about their life, career, and the people and events that have shaped them into who they are today. You can find the link in the show notes or search Beauty Island on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your pods. For more Christmas goodness until next week's episode... 
chuck me a follow on Instagram at Christmas Binge, and I will see you next week for another festive episode. Until then, bye bye. It's time.